Hi, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to That's Life, I Swear. Our world leaders are pledging to reduce the level of emissions by the year 2030. Mm, no, make that 2040. Oh, oh, it's 2050 now. 2060? When I see worldwide climate conferences like the one that happened in Glasgow in November of 2021, my faith in the world is restored. For a moment, I see the world actually working together to solve climate issues that are impacting our mothership, planet Earth. Yes, for a moment. Let's jump into this. While I hold on to this optimism, I can't help but shrug my shoulders. Call me a cynic. The Glasgow Conference conveyed promise from leaders worldwide, collaborating with conviction to finally take a stand. While it makes for great press headlines, I can't help but think about human nature being what it is. And that is, we have short memories. Well, we've been here before, haven't we? I say this because the Glasgow Conference held in 2021 was the 26th conference. And are we any closer to seeing climate change as a priority it should be? We hear the top brass pledging to reduce emissions, start new climate control processes, place a halt on coal usage, move to electric vehicles, blah, 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 blah. But it's nothing but ongoing platitudes. What's extremely sad is that the target dates to achieve these lofty goals of climate control are scheduled to happen by the year 2040 or 2050 or 2060. When will we ever pound that stake into the ground and just do it? Did we not hear these pledges from world leaders 10, 20, 30 years ago? I mean, we're forever kicking the climate control tin can down the road. Well, news alert, people. We're running out of road, if not already. Every day we hear and see the ongoing erosion of planet Earth. Rising seawater due in part to the warming of the planet. Wildfires that are becoming more the norm rather than the exception. Droughts or just the opposite. Floods happening in parts of the world that never existed before. Citizens worldwide are getting frustrated. And stage demonstrations to shout their anger and disgust. So why do our world leaders not take the same attitude? I mean, what's wrong with them? Climate studies reveal that to keep the warming of the Earth under 1.5 degrees Celsius, or 34.7 degrees Fahrenheit, nations worldwide will need to collectively reduce their CO2 emissions to at least 45% below 2010 levels by the year 2030. A quick math tip. That's only eight years away. This is not to mention reaching net zero approximately by 2050 is 28 years away. It's great we still have time, but when we hear we have time, we get lazy in our thinking, which eventually leads to inaction. Going beyond 1.5 degrees Celsius will magnify droughts, heat waves, increase the risk of rising sea levels, and storms that will intensify even more than we have experienced in the past. But why worry? We still have until, what was it? 2040? 2050? Pick a year. 
At the Glasgow Conference, world leaders expressed firm commitment to curb greenhouse gas emissions. It's time for these leaders and companies to show their cards. For too long, we heard too many political platitudes from leaders saying, this time we will address the dangers that come with ignoring climate change. But unfortunately, and apologies for being repetitive, we have run out of time to say we still have time. The United Nations provides ongoing reports about weather and climate change. And a recent report called out that should countries collectively not take constructive steps, there could be severe consequences by the year 2040. That's not that far away, people. In short, the information called out that our indifference to deal with climate change head-on could lead to a world of worsening food shortages, wildfires, and a mass die-off of coral reefs. Coral reefs disappearing? You say, so what? Well, here's the significance of the what. Should climate change continue with its intensity and strength, large portions of coral reefs worldwide could be gone within a human generation. The so what will hit hard against fisheries that support millions of poor people, leading to widespread hunger and poverty. When a coral reef dies, it's pretty much lights out. The loss of coral reefs goes beyond the ecosystem itself. Tropical fish populations will decrease. Think of this. Approximately half the fish supplied to the world come from areas where the coral reefs are of key importance. A key data point to bear in mind is about 1 billion people in the Asian region need tropical fisheries for their food supply and, more importantly, for their livelihoods. We're currently coming out of the COVID crisis, and hopefully we're going to start seeing an end to all this. It's fair to say we all got burnt out with the constant lockdowns and disruption to our lives. During that time, people worldwide were motivated to avoid threats to their existence by taking the COVID vaccines. If we were motivated to take the vaccines to increase our survival chances, why is it so difficult to have the same motivation to tackle climate change? Unfortunately, there is no vaccine for dealing with climate change. Dealing with the ongoing changes disrupting our climate involves many factors that cause people not to get motivated. What are some of those factors? Well, let's start with one. Stop thinking we can resolve the problem at hand in a piecemeal manner. Many take the notion that it's no big deal if it takes us 30 to 50 years to get our house that being planet Earth, in order. We just want to live the good life now and don't want to disrupt our lives with having to make hard, corrective adjustments. All they can tell us is, hey, chill out, don't worry about it. Number two, climate change happens around the world, but not rapidly. We're facing rising ocean waters due to Arctic sea ice having quickly declined over the last several decades the last two decades being the worst. Most of the global temperature change has occurred in the past 40 years, with the seven most recent years being the warmest. The years 2016 and 2020 are tied for being the warmest years on record, 
In short, the changes to our rural environment have taken small steps in the beginning. However, those changes are now accelerating and they're not slowing down. An analogy to provide a picture is someone who smokes cigarettes. Having a few cigarettes won't kill you, but the consequences of such a habit does catch up to you over time. What may have been a fun habit creeps up on you and your health problems become significant. Well, it's no different from what we're seeing every day. Let's start it off as one-offs with climate change has now mushroomed into what is becoming catastrophic happenings, the likes of which we thought we would never have developed. Human nature expects threats to be obvious, and that's something that escalates slowly like a dripping faucet. 3. When we see the impact of climate changes, those of us not in the immediate zone of the problem feel a sense of empathy, but not so much as to understand the deeper ramifications of what is happening. It's a, well, sorry they're having such a bad problem over there, and I hope things get better for them. Well, here's a flash bulletin. It is our problem. It's like the smoking of cigarettes analogy. Sooner or later, the zone of impact will be us. And four, for whatever reason, our society wants to live in the present and not look over the horizon. For some reason, we take this notion that whatever climate problems coming our way will be addressed by the next generation. That's pretty sad. That's almost like you giving the finger and wishing those that follow all the best and good luck with what I left you. It's like having a wild party where guests, us, tear up the place and leave it to the owners, next generation, to clean it up. We could let the next generation take on the increasing wave of climate change. A novel approach is to telegraph to the next generation that we screwed up. We made a mess of things. We got selfish enjoying the good life and not paying heed to our throwing trash out the car window as we kept driving down the road. Is this how we want the next generation to remember us? It's time to meet this climate dilemma now. Take it by the throat and deal with it. This is no longer a test. The fox is in the hen house. Houston, we have a problem. Whatever you want to call it. But face it now, we must. We will continue to have skeptics out there who take the stance that people's activities has absolutely nothing to do with what is happening to the climate, or that climate change is fake news. We can continue to kid ourselves that we can invest tomorrow to address the climate changes rather than making that investment today or more like yesterday. Look at your children and other members of their generation and those to come. Do you seriously want to look them in the eye and tell them that if you're so anxious to fix this, do it on your time and your money? Consider what you're willing to forgo today, knowing that in one generation, there will be severe catastrophic consequences because of our inaction. Our inaction. So what's the lesson learned here? What's the takeaway from the story I just walked you through? Unless we make some hard decisions, we're on a trajectory to blow past the 1.5 degrees Celsius within two decades. Another math tip. That's 2042. 
ignorance is no protection from the consequences of inaction. I like that quote. It captures all manner of what is obvious, and yet we turn a blind eye. Eventually, it will happen. Planet Earth and its residents will have to face the music. But hopefully, it won't be too late. We can continue to live in the present and let the other guy take care of our mess in the next 10 to 20 years. Or we can start doing something about it now. Because this is a problem. But you know what? The problem is us. So, a lot has been said here, but the bigger question is, what can you do? Here are a few suggestions. For starters, take the time to learn more about climate change. What is it? What's the impact? How do we get here? And more can be learned by research, various climate organizations, or check out YouTube. For example, do a Google search on the term climate change organizations, and you'll see an extensive list of places you can read on information about climate change. While that sounds like a waste of time, contact your congressional representatives and other government leaders to support their leadership in combating the climate crisis and how they can join your efforts to support the cause. If your government officials are not involved, find out why. In short, embarrass them for being slackers. Let them know we voted them in. We can vote them out. If you think the climate crisis won't be a bone of contention in future presidential campaigns, think again. Yes, it will take time, but there we are. There is no planet Earth Rev 2. You can't ignore what is happening right this minute. Silence is not an option, and running away from the problem is not victory. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.